0: A century or so ago, obesity, heart disease and type 2 diabetes were as rare as hen's teeth. Today, they're a global pandemic. There's a reason for that. And part of that reason is that way, way too many people are on a media junk food diet. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we take a look at what you consume from the media from a bit of a different perspective. Over the past few weeks on the program, we've been talking about health, specifically your health, the impact of the Western diet, laced as it is with historically unprecedented levels of sugar and other refined carbohydrates, a diet that's killing us. But how have we gotten to this point? Why is it that we're shoving all this bad food into our mouths when in fact we know it's bad for us? It turns out that the media is doing a lot to influence that. And in fact, not just the way we eat, but things that we believe and do which often end in pain and destruction. So today, I want to just throw the challenge out there for each one of us to think about what we're consuming through the media and how that's impacting our lives. Are you on a media junk food diet, huh? Let's face it, we construct much of our reality through what we see, hear and read in the media. And these days, the media is filled to overflowing with reality this and reality that. Reality TV shows have become the de rigueur on the box at night in many a household, which play more like infomercials than news, followed by current affair shows that are so blatantly infomercials that it's hard to tell where the program ends and the ads begin. So when it comes to the media, you have to ask yourself, what is reality? Or as Pontius Pilate put it all those years ago, what is truth? It's this profound and sometimes sinister unreality of the media that we so readily consume that struck me the other day when I was in a TV recording studio. It was seriously the greenest room I've ever been in. And that's before they turn on the starlight 17 lights that always have me yearning for the relative comfort and anonymity of my beloved radio studio. Of course, once the video's been through post-production, it'll look completely different, just like I bought one. There I was, standing in that bright green TV studio, when it struck me how easy, no, no, not just how easy, how routine it is in the media to make something appear to be that which it is quite clearly not, whether it be a green screen that magically gets transformed in an upmarket backdrop or an apparent reality television show which is actually meticulously planned, carefully constructed and scripted a series of totally artificial events, or a newspaper article which purports to give a factual account of events but which was actually largely written, for the most part, by the richly remunerated PR agency of a large corporation or a powerful lobby group, with the express purpose of surreptitiously having us see their version of reality for their own purposes. And then this PR piece with more spin on it than a chain worn leg break. Apologies to those who may not appreciate the cricketing metaphor is dished up by a newspaper's lazy or inexperienced journalist or by an under-resourced newsroom, or perhaps both, topped off by an editor focused squarely on the bottom line, as fact, as, as news, or as a sensational headline designed more to sell papers, increase circulation and bump up the cost of advertising space in a competitive commercial market than it is to keep you and me informed in that great tradition of journalistic impartiality and excellence. Uh, Are there still some reputable journalists out there? Well, of course there are. But as margins in traditional media are squeezed, they're becoming fewer and farther in between these days. And in a cutthroat commercial media world whose bottom line is shareholder value, plain and simple, sad as it is to say, things are not always what they seem. So in the context of this reality, here's my question for you. Given the role that the media plays in constructing your reality... Do you just swallow it hook, line and sink it without thinking too much about it? Or do you consume media critically, thoughtfully and selectively? After all, we are what we eat. Could it be quite unwittingly that we're on a media junk food diet? And if so, what's it doing to who we are? It seems to me that for all his faults, at least Pontius Pilate was asking the right question. What is Truth. And one of the areas in which media influences us hugely is in defining what constitutes healthy living, healthy eating. The mantra that the media keeps trotting out is that the Western diet is good for us. I don't know if you were able to join me on the program last week when I rattled off some incredibly unsettling statistics about the so-called Western diet and how it's impacting your health. Here are just a few of them as a quick reminder – Our sugar consumption has gone from around 7 kilograms or 15 pounds a year back in the 1800s to around 70 kilograms or 150 pounds a year. That's a tenfold increase. In that same time, obesity in the US population and reflected right around the world in countries who have adopted the Western diet has gone from a rarity around 1 in 25 of the population at the turn of the 20th century to commonality 1 in 3 of the population, with fully two-thirds of the population being overweight. Heart disease was virtually unknown at the turn of the 20th century. Today, it's the single biggest cause of death by far in countries on a Western diet. And yet the media promotes sugar-laden foods as being healthy. Think about it. When I mention fruit juice, do you consider that to be healthy or not? Most people would say, healthy. And yet, with the fibre removed from the fruit, fruit juice becomes incredibly unhealthy because it's a delivery platform for high concentrations of refined sugar. And 50% of that refined sugar is fructose, one of only a few substances that we ingest that our body cannot turn into glucose, which is the energy we're able to burn. So instead, it turns it into fat. By the time you're drinking the last mouthful of a glass of juice the first mouthful is already pumping around in your bloodstream as elevated triglycerides. What's been the major influencer of our perceptions of fruit juice as being healthy? Well, all those ads on television that show happy families in a nice sunny kitchen having a healthy breakfast, pouring a healthy glass of orange juice. Same with the sugar-laden cereals. Some of them are as high as 45% sugar by weight. They're promoted as being healthy food for us to eat and to give our children, to give them energy. Yet they're one of the key contributors to metabolic syndrome, which lies at the heart, pardon the pun, of the lifestyle diseases of cardiovascular disease and diabetes that are crippling our society. Again, promoted through healthy images on TV. Eggs are bad. No, actually, they're very good for you and have almost no impact on your cholesterol levels. But that scientific truth is lost because in the media, we're told that eggs are bad. And on it goes. Look, I'm no doctor, nor am I a medical researcher. What I do have, though, is some common sense. And common sense tells me that in the last four decades or so, while the media message has been that fat is bad, therefore go on a low-fat diet, our population, hey, that's you and me, has been getting steadily fatter. What is truth? Truth is what works. If it's true it should work, right? If it's not true it doesn't work. So I'll come back to it again. Just because you see glossy images of truth on television doesn't mean that they're true. Just because they tell you that sugar laden foods are good for you doesn't mean that they're not killing you. I remember back when I was young there were ads for cigarettes on television. They glamorise smoking even though smoking kills people en masse. So let me ask you again. When you consume media, do you do it critically? Do you weigh what you're being told? Or are you like way too many people on a media junk food diet? Way too many people in this world are carrying way too much weight. And that's led to a global pandemic of metabolic syndrome, diabetes, heart attack and stroke. But it needn't be that way. Armed with a few simple facts, it turns out to be much easier than you might think to lose the weight you need to lose and keep it off permanently. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Five Secrets for Losing Weight and Keeping It Off to help you live a healthy life to a ripe old age. You can request your free copy of this booklet right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll free on 1300 722 415 and we'll send this booklet, Five Secrets for Losing Weight and Keeping It Off, straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1300 722 415. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time tomorrow with a different perspective.